we are in difficult times and there are a lot of people who are living in fear. The freedom that we have and that we love, it's at risk. But acknowledging God's power protects us from His discipline. So walk the Christian walk. And people, wake up. People are filled with hate and they're losing their focus. The Bible warns us that evil would come and it would be prevalent. And when these things happen, we know that the end is near. It's going to happen very quickly when the trumpet is played. But our troubles are almost over. And we will be happy forever. We're going to meet together and we're never going to worry again. We're going to say goodbye to this world when we leave and we will go home and experience glory together. You recognize that? It's been altered slightly since it was originally written 75 years ago and put to music by R.E. Winsett. But it's a song that if I change the words back, you would recognize it quite easily. And the chorus goes like this. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound. We know this song, Jesus is coming soon, and it's what really the book of Zechariah is a lot about. But it's going to take a different approach to it. Zechariah is 14 chapters long, and I'd love for us to just sit down and read it from beginning to end. In fact, if you read through it, you're going to hear some things and some phrases that make you think it's a little bit more like Revelation than it is about an Old Testament prophet. It's about these horns and the, the four horses of different colors and what they're ushering in, but it means so much more. Well, what's the context of Zechariah? Uh, as we're reading this, what is taking place? Well, believe it or not, Zechariah is a prophet who's also a priest, but he's a young guy, and it just so happens that he's writing at the same time as Haggai. Now, it's been 167 hours since we last talked about Haggai, so you may not remember a whole lot, but Haggai was shooting for one thing. What did he tell him to do? He said, I want you to rebuild what? The temple. The temple was supposed to be rebuilt. Remember, Ezra came back, they started rebuilding the temple, but then they experienced some opposition, and so they said, oh, okay, let's, let's not do this anymore. And so 14 years, nothing happened, and finally God spoke through Haggai and said, hey, how come you're living in nice houses and the house of the Lord is not yet finished? Zechariah is going to be speaking at the same time as Haggai and really about the same subject, but instead he's going to take a different approach. If Haggai 
is the vinegar. <laughs> Zachariah is going to be the honey. He's going to take a different approach on why it is important to rebuild the temple. So let's shift gears for just a minute. And let me ask you this. What's going on in your life? What, what do you have coming up in the near future that you're thinking about right now? What are some things that you anticipate, whether good or bad? Maybe you're anticipating lunch. You can't wait to get out of here and go eat at first. Maybe you're anticipating payday. Maybe you're anticipating tax day. I heard somebody grunted. I heard a moan. There are people in here who haven't done their taxes yet, aren't there? You're anticipating sitting down and doing your taxes. You have two days left, by the way. Maybe you're anticipating a root canal, a holiday, or a doctor's appointment. Maybe you're anticipating some bills that are coming in the mail or a wedding that's just 69 days away. Maybe you're anticipating Friday, rain, summer, or a vacation. Maybe you're anticipating retirement, which seems like it will never come, or the end of this sermon, which doesn't seem to be coming quickly either. What are the things that you're anticipating? You see, anticipation can bring about many different emotions. If it's vacation or Friday or summer, it might elicit the emotion of excitement, of hope. Or maybe it's something you're not looking forward to, but you anticipate it coming. And so that elicits the emotions of fear, stress, and dread. Every one of us has something looming out in the future that we're either looking forward to or we're dreading. We're excited or we're afraid. Something is coming. And many times, not always, but many times, those emotions drive us to change the way that we live. The things that we do. If I anticipate that a vacation is coming up, there are some things that I'm going to do to prepare for that vacation. I might save a little extra money. I might try to uh, think about some different places I want to go on that vacation. If I'm looking forward to a doctor's appointment, that may change some of the things that I do. For those of you who have an upcoming dentist appointment, you're probably thinking, I may need to make sure I floss the day before I go to the dentist. So at least it looks like I've tried to keep my teeth clean. Maybe if you're anticipating, well, I wanted to say rain, but that's just so far-fetched we can hardly imagine it. Maybe you're anticipating payday or tax day or a holiday. It causes some kind of response in many cases. Well, how about this one? Jesus 
is coming soon. Does that elicit some response? I made a list of different types of things that we might anticipate, but how about this? How many of you anticipate death? How many of you think that at some point you will cease to breathe? Have you thought about that? As you get a little bit older, you think about that a little bit more, don't you? I can remember as a 10, 11, 12-year-old, I thought I would never make it to 30. That was so far away, and people were just so old at 30. I can't hardly remember 30. But the older I get, the more I think about, what have I done in my life? And what am I going to do with the rest of it? I don't anticipate it like I do a holiday. I don't anticipate it like I would retirement or payday or bills. But I expect it's going to come. But what about this one? How many of us anticipate the return of Jesus? Believe it or not, this is partly what Zechariah is really about. Zechariah is going to say the same thing as Haggai in that he says, rebuild the temple. But he's not going to say, you need to rebuild it in a guilt sort of way, like your house looks good and you haven't done anything, so you need to rebuild that. He's going to take a completely different approach. And he says, Jesus, or he's going to say, the Messiah, the anointed one, is going to come. In the same way that we hopefully anticipate the return of Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Messiah, they were waiting for Him to come the first time. And Zechariah is going to say, your Messiah is going to come. You need to get ready. You see, Jesus coming for them for the first time would elicit a response. It wasn't, he's coming, you should be scared, you should be afraid. Zacharias says, he's coming, get ready. He's going to be here any time. My youngest daughter, Gracie, just turned six years old. Uh, April... 13th, she, was, she came into this world. She was born. In fact, we can kind of remember how long we've been here based on the age of how old she is. Jennifer was about eight months pregnant when we rolled into town, and six weeks after we got here, we had little Gracie. And Gracie loves her birthday. In fact, she starts thinking about her birthday on December 26th. <laughs> as soon as Christmas is over, she's thinking about her birthday. And she has told us over and over and over again what she wanted for her birthday. And even more importantly, what she wanted to do on her birthday and what she wanted her party to look like. Gracie, what do you have in your hands right now, sugar? Can you lift that up? What is that? It's a stuff. What kind of animal is it? 
It's a unicorn because Gracie loves unicorns and she could not wait to have a unicorn-themed birthday party. This is the truth. And so we have been planning the unicorn-themed birthday party. And along with the unicorn-themed birthday party was going to be a big bounce house. Well, you can figure this out if you look on your calendar or think back a couple of days. Do you remember what Friday was like? It was a little breezy. The wind was blowing in at a steady 38 miles an hour with gusts up to 46 miles an hour. I did not want to chase a bounce house down the street. And so we are full of kids. So what are we going to do? Yes. Yes, in preparation for the party, Lance sent me a video of a bounce house full of kids rolling through a, a park, and, and he left it at that. So thank you, Lance. Callie, thank you for sharing that this morning. I really, really appreciate that. You're getting a Snickers bar when we get, oh no, not Snickers. We'll, we'll find some non-peanut candy to get you later on. But we were anticipating that she was going to have a birthday. She could not wait. And because of that anticipation, it led to excitement. It led to joy. And guess what? It led to a little bit of stress. And those things all culminated to us making plans of what we were going to do for her party. We knew we couldn't just sew up a, a, a bounce house the morning of the party. There had to be phone calls that had to be made. There are things that we did. There were trips to Walmart. We had to order a birthday cake. All these different things that we were doing to prepare because we wanted it to be a special day. And she could not wait. And that morning, Friday morning, we all got around her bed and she woke up to us singing happy birthday. And she had the biggest grin on her face. She could not wait to go to school and tell her friends it was her birthday. And she was now six years old. And she could not wait for unicorns and bounce houses and ice cream cake. And a lot of planning went into it. And as we got closer, it got a little more anxious as we were thinking about how are we going to have a bounce house when we have these Oklahoma winds whipping through New Mexico. But it led us to action. Some people are driven by fear. Some people are driven by the idea that they might be punished. But Zechariah is reminding us that we should be driven and motivated not just by fear, but also by the excitement of the coming Messiah. It wasn't just about building, rebuilding a temple. It wasn't just about, well, you have nice houses, so God should have a house too. He was saying, Jesus is coming. Get ready and get excited. There had been a lot of planning in the Crumb House getting ready for a birthday party. And that birthday party came. And that birthday party went, and we ate a lot of cake, and we bounced a lot in a bounce house, and we even went after a unicorn pinata. 
And then it was all done. Until next year. What kind of preparations have you made this last week knowing that Jesus is coming back? Have you made any phone calls? Have you talked to anybody? Do you anticipate the return of Jesus like you would a surprise birthday party? It's really kind of hard, isn't it? It's hard to think about those things that seem so far off. Retirement. Death. The return of Jesus. Folks, He's coming back. Don't be afraid. He's coming back for us. He can't wait to be with us. He longs to take us home and to be with Him. From the very beginning, God said, I want to be with my people. And sin has separated us. And Jesus came back the first time so that He could remove that sin from us. And the second time, He's going to return so that we can all go back and be with Him. Are you excited about that? Are you really excited about that? Return to me, says the Lord, and I will return to you. I want to close out by reading something at the very beginning of Zechariah. Chapter 1, verse 3. Listen to this really carefully. You're going to hear something over and over again. Listen to this, chapter 1, verse 3. Therefore, tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Did you catch something in there? Did you hear what was said over and over again? One verse, and it said three times. Did you catch it? Let me read it one more time. Listen to this. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Did you get that? What's in there three different times? The Lord Almighty. We serve an amazing and mighty and awesome God. The people in Zechariah's time had forgotten that. They had come back from exile and they needed to be reminded that the Lord is awesome and mighty and He is returning. And we serve an awesome and mighty God who's coming back for us. May that fact drastically and radically change today. May it change what you do and how you think and how you live. Get excited about Jesus coming back. Start rebuilding the temple. Renew your spiritual life with Him. He desires to be in relationship with you.
throughout the New Testament, when Jesus comes, He's going to set up a way in which we can get to God, and it's through Him. And we experience salvation through Jesus Christ, and that happens when we choose to follow Him and put Him on in baptism. It is a dying of self, and it is rising up again and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And this morning, we want to invite you to be a part of the kingdom of God in which we anticipate with great joy the return of our Lord and Savior. Jesus is coming soon. You believe it? Yes. Say it with me. Jesus is coming soon. Isn't that great? Jesus is coming soon. May it change your life. May it change your day. And may you transform the lives of other people when you share the story of a God who's coming back. If there's any way we can help you this morning, please come as we stand and sing.